All right, so I'm currently on the phone with the guys of Red Maker. I'm going to go ahead and give them the chance to introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Morgan Harris. I am uh, the vocalist and current basis of Red Maker. And I'm Kyle Dowling. I am the guitarist, lead guitarist of Red Maker. And Sam will not be joining us today, but I will introduce him. His name is Sam DeVito, and he is possibly one of the best drummers in the world. Awesome. Very cool. <laughs> um, so with these interviews, I always kind of like to uh, start at the basics. You know, how did you guys uh, first find music? Uh, why don't you each take a turn kind of expressing what your immediate draw to music was and what about it kept you motivated? Sure. You want to go first, Kyle? Yeah. Um, so my draw to music, I don't know, I was maybe four or five years old. And my dad always used to play those old, uh, you know, tunes from the 70s and 80s. And one of the ones that stuck with me was Cat Scratch Fever. And I think I listened to that song plenty of times. And my mom's got, you know, VHS tapes, me dancing around to that song. And I don't know, that really kind of opened doors. And I grew up and I started listening to more. I'm like, man, this is this is what I want to do. And this is what I like. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's about the same thing for me. My dad was, uh, just an avid CD collector. He was constantly showing me all sorts of things from death metal to rap to a bunch of folk music from the sixties and psychedelic rock. And there was one day where he pulled out, a a drum kit that he kind of fart around on once in a while and all the kids were playing on it and I waited till they were all done. Like, could I play on the drum set? And he's <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. And so I, the first CD I ever bought with my own money was master of puppets. And I'd been listening to it religiously and I got behind the kit and there was around the last track damage incorporated. I was just playing with headphones and he busted through the door. He's like, are you playing damage incorporated right now? I'm like, yeah, how did you know? <laughs> Like I could tell by the drums and then he bought me a drum kit the next week. And then I got obsessed with collecting all sorts of other instruments just because all my friends were interested in all these instruments. Mm -hmm. And then I eventually got halfway decent at guitar and that was just it. That was just a, it's been a terrible suction suction in my entire life now is <laughs> nothing but music all the time. Sure, sure. I mean, I, of course, I'm sure you mean that in the best way possible. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's for anybody else it'd be agonizing, but it's something I just had to live with. Sure, of course. So <laughs> uh, once you guys, um, you know, did kind of find the instrument that you wanted to play, um, did you guys go through like the uh, traditional curriculum of uh, band in school or did you do private lessons or did you just, you know, throw on the headphones and study Master of Puppets? <laughs> I know I, I know I did a lot of a lot of by ear and all that. I didn't really have teachers in the area that wanted that could teach me all the stuff that I wanted to learn and I just had a bunch of records. I didn't really have internet in my house growing up, so it was a lot of figuring it out by ear. Mm -hmm. Um I ended up doing music classes in school just because the teachers were supportive enough of my endeavors and saw that I really tried. So I took pity on me and let me play in music classes, but otherwise I've never really had any formal training. It's really been guessing as I go. Okay. Say so I, my mom said, you know, while I was in, I don't know, middle school or something, she said, you got to play an instrument. You got to be involved with something. 
And so she hooked me up with trombone. I was playing with the school band for about a year, and I was like, oh, this sucks. Let me play something <laughs> cool. And I think that Christmas or whatever, so I dropped out of the band in school, and she got there. They got me an electric guitar under the Christmas tree, and I was like, oh, yeah. So then I started taking lessons with the guy from town and uh, did that with him and actually – gave lessons to some of his students and yeah from you know that's history sure and so um at some point i i would assume both of you kind of got to the point where just like hey you know i'm comfortable with this i want to start playing with other people um was there a lot of like um garage band type scenarios that you guys got yourself involved in i'd probably been in 30 short-lived bands just from friends who in a single day are like i also kind of play guitar let's start a band right now <laughs> and that probably lasts a couple of days but uh yeah eventually i ended up getting into a pretty serious uh pop group in high school just a couple other kids who wrote songs and they let me write songs and let me play with them and that's kind of it's kind of built from there uh, i didn't do a whole lot of bands after that i was mainly just figuring out music on my own. And then eventually I ended up joining or me and Sam uh, reconnected after a while of not talking. Cause he was another artist that I played with in high school band for a day kind of dude. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up talking seriously about starting another group. And we, that's how red maker kind of ended up forming. And, uh, Sam and I were actually in a band, uh, before red maker. And, you know, we were in that band for, I don't know, four or five years and uh, became good friends. And that was the only group I was in beforehand. I mean, I had friends who played, but I never really started anything serious with them. But we went with that band and then I found, you know, Red Maker. Okay. So it sounds like each of you had a couple other bands that, you know, despite some longevity, some worked out to be, you know, a a good practice arena for eventually uh, joining Red Maker. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. And so how do you guys kind of approach um, y- your contributions to Redmaker? Uh, do you all sit down together and write, or does one person do most of the songwriting? It's it's a pretty shared uh, effort. We're, all, we're always bringing in our own ideas, um, whether it's single guitar lines or fully written out songs. There's sometimes where somebody comes in and they have every single thing figured out and the rest of us just have to serve the song that way. And then there's other times where we get together and we're just trying to explore an idea until it becomes something full and huge. Uh, I know a lot of times when I bring in songs, I try bringing in, bringing them in as a uh, completed as I feel comfortable with. And we jam them out a couple of different times and everybody has a way of throwing in a little idea that suddenly changes the whole mood or approach to the song. Everybody's such, and Kyle's such a great guitarist and Sam's such a great drummer. It's really hard to not let them add something to an already finished idea. Cause I know it's only going to make it better. Sure. The thing, thing that makes it unique too, though, is kind of how we work is we, whoever the originator of the song is, they pretty much have the final say of the what goes and what doesn't go with that song. But I think that's where we get some of that diversity when you're listening to some of the music that we have out there right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no tyrant 
raging over everything and telling people what they can and can't do and everybody kind of has a fair share of really putting in their two cents it really promotes you know diversity in the music and it's it's great Mm -hmm. sure so are you guys uh you mentioned that you do have stuff out there so i assume at some point you've done some recording um what are you guys working on now are you uh looking to book shows are you back in the studio what's going on uh, it's a bit of both. We have quite a few shows coming our way this summer, so we've got to get ready for those. But right now we're finishing up the last couple of recordings uh, for our first album to come out. We don't even have a name for the album yet, but we know that we have the last songs figured out. We're getting those recorded here over the next couple months, and then that should be dropping in around June, I think, is what we were talking. But yeah, we're planning on putting out our, our first record. Uh, it's going to be a compilation of a bunch of the singles we have put out in the last year and pretty excited to see where that's all going to go. And then it's just going to be that cycle over and over again, doing shows and putting out singles and then putting them all into albums until uh, something happens. Okay, so you're kind of suggesting there that your release key to, your release cadence is going to be uh you know a bunch of singles come out maybe over the course of a few months and then you wrap them all together in an album package sort of deal yep exactly okay and i assume that that's uh mostly like digital releases yeah yeah all the singles are are digital but we're gonna try making physical albums uh or physical copies of the album once it's out Mm -hmm. because everybody really likes cds from our our area they have always asking us for a CD is, but all we have is singles out at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll finally be able to fulfill that part of, uh, every fan's need. Sure. Sure. So you did mention that you're also kind of looking to book shows. Um, are you looking at like kind of an extended tour or just a few shows in your local area? I know that we would really like to do an extensive amount of traveling and shows, obviously, we're all pretty new to it. So we have yet to figure out how it goes, but we're taking every show that's coming our way uh, on Sioux Falls. And thankfully that's actually led us to quite a few out of town opportunities because you get to meet other people in Sioux Falls who Mm -hmm. know other people everywhere else. And they seem to like us enough to want to give us a chance. I think it's just slowly building that network and slowly branching out. That seems to be the way to go. Our ultimate goal for the show is Wembley Stadium. That's where we want yep. to end up. <laughs> nice. I aim high. I like it. That's very good. Yep. After that, we can quit. <laughs> of course. <laughs> where else is there to go from there? <laughs> awesome. So uh, you kind of laid out a, a good path for you guys of what you know, you're kind of into, where you want to go and everything. Um, why don't each of you kind of take a turn kind of sharing, um, a memory or two that, uh, stands out to you that has either made a big impact on you or like kept you motivated to keep working on music. You want to go ahead, Kyle? Yeah. Well, I'll relate it to this band, um, to keep me motivated to working on music. Well, let's see. I was, I don't know. I was out of it for a little bit. You know, I was just kind of getting my you know, the rest of my life together at the time. And finally it was at a good point. And I was just sitting here on the couch with my dog and family and whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I need to start music again. And I need to do that. I need to be creative. And I'm, 
I called Sam and I'm like, Hey, you know, I don't even remember what I said, but I said, Hey, let's, you know, let's play with, you know, Morgan and Sam again, let's be creative and let's just get it going. And I think that's probably one of the best things I've done recently. It just sparked that creativity again. And just, I met Morgan, you know, great friend and just really good for me. I think it's really good time. Mm -hmm. I know that my motivation with this, with music and everything, it's my main motivation is that it's all I really have going on. It's I'm not really good at anything else. It's just, this has been the one thing that's really shown any potential that I have. And I feel like it's the one way that I I'll be able to create a legacy for my family that they'll be proud of. And I think doing Red Maker has proven more of that point. We were putting out singles at first and there was a couple of them that did okay. And then we put out one song, I believe it was in December or November or so that suddenly just took off. Like we would barely get a thousand streams in a month. And then suddenly we had 20,000 20, streams in a month from one song and all these people following and checking out what we're doing. So I think that's really become a moment that said, we could, we can do this and we've got something special and important here and we should keep on trying to work forward and see where it can really go. Sure. Uh, definitely. Uh, that's, that's a nice little bump that you guys got there. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I didn't, I didn't see that coming at all when it happened. <laughs> For sure. So, uh, you, you did mention that you do have some singles out there. So where can people find your stuff and, you know, give you some more clicks? Yeah, you can find us uh, on about any streaming platform. Uh, Apple Music has a couple, Spotify, Tidal, YouTube. Uh, we're on about every social media site that you could be on. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're all under at RedMakerBand. Uh, and we're from Sioux Falls. So if you're from the area, we're definitely out and about playing shows. And so come and check us out there. Excellent. And so I always like to give the people that I'm interviewing the opportunity to put out their last words. So why don't each of you kind of just take a turn putting out a message that you feel you vibe with? Oh, gosh, you go for it, Kyle. I got to think mine through. <laughs> I'm trying to think, too. <laughs> well, I'll just uh, go off the, I guess, the last comment I made, you know, just get out there and do things, be creative. And that's I guess that's just makes the world go around and makes better things for everybody, you know, especially relating to the music streams and, you know, those 20,000 streams and however many else we have, I hope we've, you know, touched your heart to be inspired and you can connect with our music and yeah, I don't know, just be creative. And that's what keeps us going is the listeners, you know, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, a lot of our, a lot of our music is really based off of real life, um, whether it's good, bad, beautiful, ugly, happy, sad, all of that. So I think what better message for a band like us than go live life to its fullest and experience all that life has. I know that we're really taking a chance at this life, trying to take a stab at this music thing and I think life is worth those risks and those chances. And I really think that those chances and risks should be taken. 
live life with no regrets, man.